Hi, Chris Haddon here with REI 360 Show, episode number four. Uh, with me as always, Jason Balin, my business partner, and today we have John Del Bruge, professional MMA fighter. It's mixed martial arts, in case you're not familiar, like UFC, if you're not a fan. Um, that's, you know, what he does for a living, among a couple other things. Um, question number one, I'm sure, is what would our REI 360 show about real estate, business, marketing, and all that have <laughs> to do with a pro MMA fighter? Um, and there's a good answer to that. A lot of what we talk about in business and life and everything else is just about getting really, really good at something that's really hard. And John has done that. And it absolutely applies to what we do and everyone watching, hopefully, as well. Backing up for one quick second. Um, I've known John for a number of years, and it's actually kind of uh, a funny coincidence that we ended up as office neighbors, which we are. We'll get there in a second. But um, I guess it was years ago, wasn't it? Probably six, seven years ago. Oh, yeah. When we met. I'll at say about seven Crazy years 88. ago, yeah. Probably about seven years ago. And you were just finishing up um, your college football career and moving into martial arts. Yes. Is that right? Yep. It was, um, you had already been training previously at a different uh, place, and I, and I had just, got, just yeah. gotten started training at, uh, at this particular gym called Crazy 88. And, um, and uh, through Dave, a mutual friend, right. brought you in, and then, uh, you know, that's just kind of how it happens. And then, you know, uh, in martial art, the martial arts community is real tight with each other. So mm-hmm. once you start training for a certain amount of time, you automatically develop a certain camaraderie and, uh, and closeness and, and friendship. So, I mean, I, like, I consider you a, a decently close friend for, you know, the last six, seven years, like you said. Sure. I remember when you came in, you were huge, too. You are a huge football big. player. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, the body type was different because, you know, different sports. So, like, uh, it was weird because I, I was playing. I spent a lot of time in one sport that promoted, like, constant eating and trying to get big and, and lifting and just always increasing size to going to another sport where it's like, okay, now you have to watch what you eat and you have to want to be as strong as possible but also be as small as possible. So it, w- it, took, uh, it took some time to change my body type because um, in, in martial arts, it's a weight class sport. It's not just... Uh, it's not like football where you know everybody's that you want to be as big as possible. So um, it took me a couple of years to to try to kind of reshape my body, but um, you know I did it, and uh, and it's probably healthier for me to be honest. You think it's probably yeah? I'm I'm pretty sure. Two hundred pounds. Eating, yeah, eating eating uh, eating red meat and lifting weights every single day, and uh, <laughs> that you know. Like a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I don't think it's that great for you. That could be. Sure. That could be. Um, all right. So fast forwarding a little bit. After we um, would train together, John was you know, seriously getting into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, later on kickboxing, Muay Thai, everything else, and then later on mixed martial arts. Also, for a long time, John's, family's, um, John's family has had a salon, a hair yes. and beauty salon, right? Yep. Um, and what's the name of that, and where do it's, people find that online? It's called uh, Vivid Salon and Spa. And you can find it online. You just go to Google or you can type in the address bar, besthairsaloncolumbia.com, or just type in Vivid Salon Spa in Columbia. You'll be able to find it. If you just type in like Hair Salon Columbia, Maryland in Google, we'll start popping up. So um, like Chris said, uh, my family has always been in the, in the beauty industry. And um, for the last 10 years, we've had our location in the Howard County area. And then for previously, before we moved into Howard County, we had a location in, in Montgomery County in the only area for about 20 years, so 25 years. So uh, I grew up in the salon. You know, people are like, man, why are you like a fighter, but you're involved in, you know, the beauty salon and stuff like that? It's just because it, that's just <laughs> what I grew up in. It's just, I, it's not, you know, it's all I know. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
So the coincidence I was talking about is when we were looking for this office, Jason and I were looking for space around Columbia because um, we were growing out of the last one and we've talked about that. So it was really just a coincidence. We were, it's probably the first time we came here, maybe you had been here before and we were checking out the space with the agent and I saw a vivid salon next door and like I knew it from Facebook and around social media. I was like, is that the same one? I, I wasn't even sure where the location was, but yeah, just coincidentally, we ended up right next door to Vivid uh, here in Columbia, Maryland. And so we get to hang out, we have lunches and holidays and stuff like that too. Of course, you know, it's easy to come over next door for, Very easy, sure. for a video shoot. Um, yeah, so here we are. Let, all right, let's get into some of the meat and potatoes of what we wanted to discuss. Um, mixed martial arts, if you're not familiar with it, is well, just like it sounds mixed, there's a number of different disciplines that go into it. Each one, like getting to be an expert at any one of the five or six can be a lifelong pursuit and a very, very difficult thing. You want to touch a little bit on that? Like how you have to be so well balanced and trained in so many different things? Yeah, absolutely. Time? Like, um, the, you know, to take it back to like the origins of MMA and mixed martial arts, um, like uh, almost everybody has at least kind of vaguely heard about the UFC. So like the UFC, is guys like fighting in a cage. It looks very crazy and barbaric. And, and in the first couple of UFCs, there was like almost no rules. There was no weight classes. And it was really a true like old school Kumite style like blood mm -hmm. sport fighting where all guys from different styles of martial arts would come and they would test out their, their martial art against another practitioner from a different martial art. And it was like, what I mean by old school Kumite is like, if you're a karate guy and you're going against a... Um, you know, like uh, a kickboxer guy, you know, or, or like if you're a wrestler and you're going against a kickboxer guy or a karate guy, the wrestler's not going to really know any striking at all because he's just representing his form right. of martial art, you know? And then the karate guy or the striker guy is just going to be a striker guy, you know? So it's going to be a true battle of like, you know, just using what you have. Nowadays, it's completely different because like Chris was saying, you know, you have, it, MMA is mixed of all the martial arts that are uh, effective under the rule set that now is, is underneath of, is governed by MMA. MMA has rules now, it's regulated by weight classes, athletic commission, it, it's a, a bona fide professional sport. And um, so now, when things become you know, professional and when there's money involved and, and you know, there's regulatory bodies and, and sanctioning things like that, um, the guys, everything gets better, including the fighters themselves. So like, um, MMA is, is a mixture of like the grappling martial arts, it's a mixture of the striking martial arts, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about grappling, you're talking about like a sport like wrestling. And I'm not talking about WWE or anything. It's like, the, you know, the yeah, like high school, Olympic wrestling, collegiate wrestling, yeah, high school wrestling. Uh, then you're, you're, you're talking about uh, judo, which is another form of like takedown grappling. Um, not so much submissions yet. And then you got Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is what, right. as how me and Chris met. It, uh, training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and that's the and what Parker Balin does now too, Jason son. Yes, that's yeah. right. Awesome. Training Jiu-Jitsu, very good. Yeah, and and, it, and now Jiu-Jitsu is becoming is super popular. You know, like yeah, it is. I would say, not even four or five years ago, it was still like underground. Now the mm -hmm. now the hipsters got a hold of it. Now it's like popular. Hipsters are training now. Oh yeah, I, didn't I mean, know. I would oh, say yeah. that's probably the number one martial arts compared to all the other uh, yeah, trades for sure. You know, nationwide, do you yeah. think? Do you think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? I, 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 I would say, especially the guys in that at least I see in the MMA related to or MMA, um, yeah. UFC stuff like that, because I don't know. It seems like it's got a whole. I guess just the way that the moves are, and you know, I don't, I don't train jujitsu. Jiu I'm just a spectator, obviously. But it seems like 
that style of martial arts is without just popular, the striking, we, yeah, exactly. Sort of thing. You know that, that gives yeah, a lot of people the competitive often. advantage. It's, in, it's inside the UFC, yeah. and they have that background. It's the only martial art that you need to have, you know, because like it's really one of the only martial arts that will work against any other martial art because of the simple fact that you can fight on the ground off of your back. So at any given time, you can grab somebody and pull them on top of you. Sure. Now, in almost every other martial art, that is like, that's like stick a fork in you. You're done. Right. You know? But you're if still you're, on offense. Yeah, a lot you're still on offense. And no other martial art besides jiu-jitsu teaches you how to deal with being on top of somebody that's trying to break your arm or choke you or something like that. So that's like one thing that really sets jiu-jitsu apart um, in my eyes, and that's why it makes it really important. It doesn't mean that if you're really good at jiu-jitsu, you're going to smoke everybody. You know, because you could be have an extremely high level jujitsu and be going against another guy who doesn't have an extremely high level, but he only needs to have a certain a certain amount of knowledge of things to make sure that he keeps it in the realm of where he's comfortable at. In today's MMA. In today's MMA. Back in the day, there was a reason why a 175 pound guy was be beating everybody because they did not know jujitsu. Yeah, Hoist Gracie, Gracie. Yeah. won the first, I, I believe, three UFCs or two UFCs. He didn't win three, and then he won four. And then um, it, it was because it was like extremely specialized information, you know. It was like he's the only nobody guy doing it. it. Yeah, nobody no knew, knew it. it. Yeah, you know. And um, and so MMA, it's it's a mixture of everything. So you really have to, you gotta you gotta know what to do when you you know you know you gotta know how to do takedowns. You gotta know how to defend takedowns. Mm -hmm. You wanna know how to strike. You wanna know throw punches. How to defend against punches. How to throw kicks. How to defend against kicks. And how to escape all the bad positions on the ground. You wanna know how to move. The, the, gen, the, the ring generalship moving around the cage, sure. how to fight yeah. against the cage. There's a lot of intricacies that are involved in MMA that have nothing to do with how strong you are or how crazy you are or how much heart you have <laughs> or how much you believe in yourself. That's all good. You know, you need to have the, the, uh, you know, the, the crazy berserker strength. You need to have the, the, uh, the heart, the willpower, but the craziness, you know, and all that stuff. But that only comes into play after you have a skill set and it takes a long time to build up a skill set to be able to compete at a high level but too many times the MMA guys come in and they, they look at the UFC and they're not training and they go oh I want to go train because I want to do this right. and then they get in there and then the coach is like okay well where do you come from what's your specialty what do you what's your background and they're like nothing sure. I want to do MMA and they're like it's a problem because you can't just start training MMA and then be good at MMA it's weird you know, you have, so you have to, to go and do it with you have different to break tools. it down. You got to break it down. You got to train just striking for a little while. You got to train just grappling for a little while. You got to train, you know, and then you got to start to slowly mix them together. Then you got to start competing in every single one. That's why it takes so much time. People always think, they go, man, well, how old are you? You know, you're almost 30. This is, how long can you keep going? I said, look, fighting is, is, is not a young man's game. It's not. Because, like, you know, as with many other things, like, you, you start to get better as you get older, you know? The trick is, is just taking care of yourself. You know, you can't uh, you can't burn the candle at both ends. You gotta train smart, do all that stuff, and mm -hmm. that's where you can use science and all the new stuff to help you out. But um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's not just athleticism and uh, willpower and determination like a lot of people think. A lot of people right. say, "Look, my man's crazy. My friend <laughs> right. is super crazy. He's tough, <laughs> and he would he would win. He would knock this guy but out." Yeah, that kind of leads me into a question that we kind of all have for, for multiple sports that's also related to business is what's more important, you know, mental strength or physical strength or knowing your trade or just kind of having the willpower or the smarts. Yeah, the nature um, versus nurture yeah. idea. And, you know, it's not necessarily willpower. Sometimes it's just being, being smart. And, you know, you compare that to, you know, whatever. I mean, you compare it to a UFC fighter, you compare it to 
you know, let's say a defensive end and a, on a football team. Let's say they both weigh the exact same amount. Right. They can bench press the same. They can leg press the same. And strength-wise, physically, they're the same. But mentally, one guy is always is that's always going to be better. That, well, that's where that, that, that mental advantage will come into play, is when all the other things and variables are the same. Sure. You know, strength is the same. Body, that's the same. Technique-wise, is the same. Well, it's going to come down to yeah. who's got it in here and who's got it in here. Exactly, and that's why you know someone like Tiger Woods in the golf space. You know, when he's on his game, I mean, can he hit the longest drive? No. Can he make the most amount of putts? No. Can he do all these things better? You know, there, there's guys that can do everything better than him in each individual segments. Uh, obviously, he's put it all together and he's great at all of them. And you know, but that, it's that mental, it's that mental game over and over and over. And I think that's in in sports. I think that's in business. You know, do we know real estate investing better than anybody else? Absolutely not. I mean, right. arguably, how well do we even know real estate investing? <laughs> you know, right. we, we know it enough, but, you know, we, we have... No, we're um, on it you, all the time. We're on it, and, you know, there's the action side of it. There's, you know, the, the smart side of it. There's the willpower of it. So I think high-level sports, high-level business owners, all of that stuff is the same thing. You know, if you're a, you know, if you're a, you know, let's call it, use the term outlier, if you're a master at, you know, whatever your sport is, whatever that is. I mean, you can, you, you don't have to be in that sport. You can, as far as I'm concerned, you could take the skills and what you have in place there and really, if you wanted to, move that to something else. Maybe, maybe it's another sport. Translates maybe, to a lot of different Exactly. Areas. Maybe it's a business. And I'm not saying that's going to happen overnight. You can't all of a sudden say, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop, you know, fighting MMA and, you know, playing the NFL. But it's possible. You know, you have the, yeah, <laughs> you have the drive. You're, you're mentally strong enough. Yeah. You have the willpower to do it. Yeah, you know, I mean, people tend to excel and, and really um, put their all into the things that they like and that they're good at. Like when I would train jujitsu, which I don't do so much anymore, but um, they would say in uh, competition or in mixed martial arts, you hear say like some people have a breaking point where you'll break and I would break. <laughs> it would hurt and I would get injured and people would be on top of me and I'd be going through my head like, this sucks. I just can't wait till this ends because it's not my thing. I mean, I'm not a fighter. I'm not built to be a fighter. It's not like, you know, sure. for me. But I know that I go in on business-related stuff. That is for me. And, you know, kind of dialing in on what your thing is, how far you can take it, is a really important part of getting excellent at anything. And like I was saying at the beginning, exactly why this, um, this interview applies so much to, to our audience and the whole REI 360 community. Um, so let's back up a little bit to what we were saying. Some of the things that go into getting this good at something, something that's so difficult, has to do with the, the constant training and preparation. Break down a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, John, um, what a, a given week is like. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, like, real quick, just to go back, and, and they're talking about how, um, you guys were talking about how, like, you know, high-level sports, high-level business are, like, interconnected, intertwined with each other. A lot of the same habits you have to take, you know, uh, the, the habits of, like, a high-level professional athlete who's doing all the right things mm -hmm. is going to have very similar habits as a high-level uh, business entrepreneur or a, business, a CEO or somebody Absolutely. like that. They're going to have very similar things, you know, and one might be very physical and the other one might be more mental, but like, uh, you know, they're, it, they're very closely related. They're extremely close, closely related. It's crazy because what it takes to be good at, at something is almost universal, you know, so like Agreed. it's just... You, I mean, you might be doing different activities, but the, the breakdown of it, the way you map everything out, and the way, how, and you know, you always got to be pushing it to its limits, and you, you got to find out the best way to do that, 
you know, without costing yourself the most amount of money, without burning through, you know, sure. what you have. And same sure. thing with your body as an athlete. You got to figure out how to push it to those limits without killing yourself so that you can be fresh. And, you know, because you, you, your body's like, you got to invest in your body just like you got to invest in your business. So they're, they go hand in hand. And, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you want to become great at something, it's not just like, uh, you're not just going to get lucky by becoming great at something or you can't just naturally be good at it, you know, which a lot of people think that that's it, you know, so. It's a good start. Yeah, it's There's a good a start, more sure. Yeah. It's going to help you progress a little bit faster, but at the end of the day, you really got to, you know, know what you're doing, want to be where you're at and want to do what you do. So to get back to your question, like what a typical week is like, um, it really all depends. And if, you're, if we're in a training camp for a fight, we're getting ready for a fight, um, typically, we like to start, um, I like to start training hard for a fight and start focusing all the training and the regiments and stuff about eight weeks before the date of the fight because I know that in, in two months I can get really, really good seven intense weeks of training and I can really kind of just buckle down and, and dial into my diet and then cut out like uh, all the, the external factors like, you know, going out and, and you know, with your family and, and drinking or something. And when I mean drink, I don't mean like, like binge drink. I don't do that even when I'm not getting ready for a fight. But like even just going out and um, having a couple drinks with the family sometimes. Like if you can abstain from stuff like that for eight weeks, like uh, it really kind of puts you into like a really, like uh, it, it puts you into a good place. And a lot of people are like, they look at something like, man, not even be able to go out with your family for eight weeks and, and have a drink. I mean, I'm not saying you don't go out with your family and enjoy yourself, but you know, I like to give, I say, all right, for this next eight weeks, mm -hmm. it's going to be serious, you yeah. know? And everything I do is going to be, is going to, is going to, I'm going to be thinking about my date, you know, eight weeks from now. Uh, you right. know, I have a fight coming up April 18th. Everything I do every single day right now is devoted to that date, you know? Like, if I, if I drink something, I'm like, okay, I'm putting this in my body. Is this going to, is going to hurt me or help me? for a April 18th, you know, so like... So you're at I, the beginning of camp now. Yeah, I'm in the beginning of camp now. I'm not letting, I'm not getting stressed out by any of this stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you really have to embrace it and like it. And so it is going to stress you out. It's going to test your patience and stuff like that, but that's just how it goes. So eight weeks, I like to start, um, you know, really uh, dialing in, getting my mindset ready, getting my body ready, and then um, really like, uh, you know, the coaches will kind of start to map out the, the, the training for you and what you'll be doing every day but typically it's two two practices a day mm -hmm. we'll have one um, either at nine o'clock and it'll go from nine to eleven or we'll have one at ten o'clock that'll go from ten to one and then we'll have training sessions at night that go from eight to nine thirty so and, and that's monday through friday and then on and then i take saturdays off and then sundays i'll do twelve to four and then and then um and on the saturday it's just it's recovering and then in between training sessions it's recovering and you know and and you know going all going about your life doing whatever you have to do because uh part of the big things um a fighter has to deal with especially when they're up and coming before they make you know before we're getting the six figure seven figure <laughs> fights and stuff like that you still have we still have uh, uh obligations that we do we ju we're just not like you know we just can't train go home and and have our you know, uh, maids and, and house doctors take care of us and help <laughs> right, us recover, right. you know. A lot of guys work different jobs. A lot of guys run martial arts schools. A lot of guys teach. So it is a constant grind. So you have to balance, you know, your everyday life with um, your, your profession as well. Sure. And um, 
it can get a little tricky at times, but you really have to, uh, uh, a good thing uh, one of my mentors told me a long time ago is you want to take care of the little things in life because the little things will turn into big sure. things. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, I know some fighters, some up and coming fighters that aren't in a really a great place financially and you know, they get, they, they get pulled over and get a $25 failure stop at a stop, line t stop, uh, stop sign ticket, right? And they, they don't pay it. They don't pay it. They just forget about it. They don't show up to court and everything like that. Right. Yeah. A year later, that thing, they, get, they owe like 1500 bucks on it now, you sure. know? Yeah. And they don't have 1500 bucks from it. So now, this little $25 problem became like That's a right. huge financial burden to them. So it's, uh, you know, getting ready for a fight in, in a typical day of training, it's not just training and not like, uh, and not just focusing on that, which you have to do, but it's also, you know, you have to have a good balance of your, your, your personal life with your family and, your, and you, you have to work, you know, you have to support yourself, you have to pay your bills, you gotta do all that stuff. And uh, the training sessions are not easy, you know. Uh, sure. Eight weeks out is when you really wanna start turning it up because um, if you're eight weeks out from the fight, that means you got about seven weeks of training. Because the, the week of the fight, you're just cutting weight, you're just kind of not doing anything too intense and getting ready for the fight. So seven weeks, intense training, um, two, two days a week we're sparring. That means full out MMA sparring. We have 16 ounce gloves on, headgear and shin pads, but everything is full go. We don't pull any punches, we don't pull any kicks. We're going 100%. That's, you know, takedowns, kickings, knees. Twice a week. Elbows twice a week. Because there's a limit to how much on you can do Tuesdays that. Tuesdays right? and Fridays, yeah, there's definitely a limit. You don't yeah. want to be um, pounding your head in all the time and killing your brain cells, not good. <laughs> it's not yeah. good for you, you know? So you really, um, training, training hard doesn't mean running into a wall a hundred times and be like, all sure. right, I feel beat up, that was a good day, yeah. you know? You wanna make sure you're going in with, a, every practice is focused, even the sparring sessions. We're not going in there and just like, I'm gonna kick this guy's butt and, <laughs> and everybody I'm going with, I'm just gonna smash him, you know? It's like, sure. what are you working on that day? You know, right. you, we should, we, we, every, before every practice, we got things that we're going over. We have, um, you know, different, uh, goals for the day. How many how many takedowns are you going to be trying to get per round? You know how many um, how many jabs are you going to throw? How many strikes are you going to throw? And sometimes you don't have a coach um, always watching you and helping you plan out your training camps and stuff as an up and coming fighter. And that's why it's really important to surround yourself with uh, with being a, a real team, being sure. uh, w with like you know real coaches that have been there before, that have gotten guys from where you're at to where you want to go. And it's sure. just like a mentor, like a business mentor, yeah. you know? I, mm -hmm. Like you don't want to take business advice from a guy who has never been to where you want to go or take your business to where you want to take your business to and that doesn't have any money and is broke exactly. and stuff like that. You just, and, and, there, and, and in martial arts, and especially MMA because of the big boom, MMA boom, it's, it's becoming really popular that there's mm -hmm. so many, you know, just bad schools, bad coaches that are just training guys up, throwing them out there in fights, and then just ruining guys' dreams. Because you go out there and you take a beating, there's nothing like taking a beating in front of your friends and family, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I and, 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 and like, losing a close fight is one thing, going out there, having a good one, and then getting clipped and, 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 and knocked down, or knocked out is one thing. But just going out there and getting a 15-minute beatdown where you have no answer for anything. Not good for anybody. It's, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, I think, good. I mean, I'm impressed, and I think that's, that could be related to, you know, business in general um, and, a, and a lot of things. I mean, I know a lot of our viewers are business owners or they strive to be entrepreneurs or things like that. But kind of creating a clear path and kind of seeing that vision of exactly where you want to get to, you know, a, a key thing that Chris and I obviously are, are, are big on and obviously you are as well is having a coach. Um, if you don't have some sort of coach in whatever you're, you're in, 
uh, I would certainly recommend you looking into that. Um, also, kind of being around a sphere of influence of like kind people, you know, because you're going to be the average of the people that you're around. And the I mean, you're of the five most people. Exactly, you're around, and uh, that most. you know that's an, that's important. I mean, right. look around and think about the people that you're currently hanging out with, and are, you know, are those the types of people you you want to be? I mean, John's hanging out with you know top level fighters, top level guys in his space, and he's become a top level fighter. You know, from it, and you know, going back to earlier in the show, he hasn't been in it all that long. So, you know, it wasn't that you know he was born into a fighting family or whatever. I mean, Chris and I weren't born into um, right. an entrepreneurial family or business owners. You know, we we found something we're interested in, and we surrounded ourselves by the right people, and and we did that. So, there's a lot of obviously really good takeaways from that that you can relate into your business. And you know, obviously, I'm really impressed with the way John has. It has it set up because he's a top-level fighter, but he also is a business owner. And and if you kind of caught some of the the tips he was saying earlier, he has a few different domain names that he drives traffic to for his for Vivid Salon. Um, you know, he's you know the, I think the first show we talked about that all of us are just marketers because that's the most important thing. You know, we can all be the best at what we're at, but if nobody knows who you are or nobody can find your your online or offline operation, what's the point? Right. Um, yep. So, you know, he, he's in that space if he knew he was in that space or he wasn't, if, or if he didn't know he was in that space. So a lot of really good things that I think can be related to, you know, just general business or, you know, finance or everyday lifestyle. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and I like that coaching topic a lot. This comes up here and there, but, you know, growing up, we all have various forms of coaches. Like we have teachers, yep. we have sports coaches, we have, um, you know, maybe religious leaders, things like that. And later on, too, like, you get, you know, your personal trainer, you get whatever, you get this and the yoga instructor, tennis coach, whatever you're into. But in business or, you know, your profession, your livelihood, people are like, no, 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 that's the one thing. I don't need a coach for that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go. The, the, like, the most important thing, too. <laughs> very possibly the most important thing. More important than, like, your tennis swing. I yeah. would say, you know, your livelihood, taking care of your family, your financial yeah. future. They're like, no, 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 I got this one. It's that's because the one thing. I, I, what I think about that, and because I, I think about that all the time, because even I think about that as well, because I tend to want to try to map out my own schedules mm -hmm. for my training camps and stuff. And, and one of my head coaches, Master Lloyd Irvin, um, it w is like, he's like, look, that's not how you're going to do it. You're going to do it like this. Okay? And, and he's like, she should. And, and he's like, you just got to trust in me. And, and, and the reason why, Chris, it, you, you were just saying like, you know, people get all these coaches for all the craziest things. They get like a diet coach and they're, they're not like a professional athlete or anything. They're just like a regular person who want to lose weight. So they'll hire the best diet coach. So they'll hire a physical trainer to train them. You know, they'll hire a tennis coach, even they're not a professional tennis player. Or they'll hire a professional golf player, even though they just do it as a hobby. But when it comes to their business, where they're really making their bones, you know, that's where they're, 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 they're how they're paying for everything that they have, how they're going to send their kids to college. They will not get any. They will not get any outsource any information or, or try to get any any mentorship mm -hmm. or anything because people are naturally control freaks. They want to be able to be in some sure. sense of control, and that's like what, sometimes when I think about it, like it, it, when it means so much to you, like I, I just want to have my own say in it. I'm like, yeah, ah, it's I hard for that. me to, to 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 put everything into. Um, it, like my coach, you know, like it, my coaches are writing out the thing. I'm like, yeah, but on this day, I think maybe I should, I should do this instead, you know. But um, and and there's all the other reasons too. Just people don't even think about it or or whatever have you. But um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are just naturally controlling. You know, they want to be able to control the uh, like a, a real big major part of their life. So they have kind of. Uh, it's kind of a gray area for them to be like, all right, I'm not going to let somebody come in and tell me how to run things, you know, sure. because I've been to business I mean, conferences, yeah, marketing conferences and stuff where 
the guy will be like, okay, well, you have martial arts school, you have to market it this way, you got to do this and this and this, and then the guy will be like, well, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work where I'm at, because my area is different than yours. Well, that's everybody's yeah. excuse for everything. Exactly. It's not going to work oh, for me. Oh, that doesn't apply to me. That doesn't apply to me. That doesn't work. You're right. That's okay. Yeah, that stuff, apply, yeah, that stuff yeah. applies for, for everybody. And then, the, yeah. and then the, the coach will be like, no, you got to do it, okay? you gotta, you got to take that yeah. out of your head and throw it away and just do it. And the guy's like, I'm telling you, it's not going to work for yeah. me. It doesn't apply to yeah, me. Yeah, we'll have right. to do a whole episode on coaching, because we could talk to it forever. Yeah, I mean, it the amount we of really coaches that we've had, I don't know how many coaches John's had, but I'm sure it's a lot. A lot. I know for the two of us, we have a ton of them. So we got to do a show on coaching. We also got to do a show on balance, um, family, work, things like that, because that's True. obviously important. I'd love to talk about all that stuff now. We're just running a little bit short, running on, short time. on time. John, do you want to tell, um, tell them where you can, or excuse me, tell them about your fight coming up? Yeah, so um, I'll be fighting locally here in Baltimore for the very first time. I'm usually fighting like Atlantic City and Philadelphia. Uh, it's real special because we're like probably 15, 20 minutes away from where I'm going to actually fight, and that's going to be in downtown Baltimore at the, uh, it's, I believe it's called the Royal Farms Arena. It used to be called the First Mariner Arena or Baltimore Arena. I'll be fighting there April 18th. It's called Shogun Fights. And, um, Shogun Fights, okay. So uh, I'll have more we'll information about uh, on all my social media links. You can just type in my name on Google and find all my stuff, John <laughs> Del Bruge, MMA. Um, even on the Vivid Salon and Spa stuff, we'll have uh, promoting, cross-promoting fight things as well on there. So um, I'll be fighting in Baltimore April 18th. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being awesome, on. Awesome, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. It was good. I like it. For thanks for, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, do it again. Guys, for next time, um, on any social media, if you want to ask questions that we'll address in the future, hashtag the REI360 show. And we'll be looking around for those and putting together the questions for answers next time. Thanks again. Thanks. Later.